Hi, this is Stuttering John Melendez from The Howard Stern Show. And for some really stupid reason, you're listening to the... Insufferable Bastards. Great name for a podcast, morons. Thanks, John. You bum. Perfect, the perfectly fine insufferable bastards uh, those of you that are into podcasts like to listen to that kind of stuff uh, I mean you know hey everybody welcome to insufferable bastards my name is Carlos Danger and I'm joined by my co-host Mr. Brian Spears hello Brian hello hello so today on this episode we are going to review don't look up movie that was released to Netflix in early December, so we're only like six weeks behind it being relevant. But, you know, we're two middle-aged, cisgendered white men, and we, we get to things when we get to them, all right? Just deal with it, people. This is also, for the record, as far as I know, episode 214 Whoa. of Insufferable Bastards. Yeah, yeah, I went back wow. and looked the other day. We're recording this to release on January 14th, but it's actually New Year's Eve. So, again, I probably wished it last week in the episode release. Yeah, you see, I guess the big news all Wait, over no, don't internet. go to any news. It's going to be two weeks old by the time it comes out. Let's not talk any. Yeah, yeah, Betty White's dead. But it'll be, that'll be two weeks ago. All right. That's, that's the... We're that's the given a framework. That's the, uh, the trap of doing these uh, in, in advance. But, you know, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. We're, we're basically in a cold war with other podcasts. There's all kinds of things going on. <laughs> But we I don't want to go uh, into any of that. Just got a message saying my I, I, somebody must have hacked my my iTunes or uh, iPhone crap. But all right, so we're going to be talking about, like I said, don't look up. Adam McKay movie released to Netflix a month ago, and I guess right off the bat, I'm just going to say, out of four stars, I'm giving it two point five. I'm giving it two and a half stars out of four, which is uh, you know, which is fair. Brian, what uh, what would you what would you rank it if you had to? I'd probably say I'm close to you, but I don't know if I liked it as much as you. I didn't love this movie. Oh, really? That's interesting because I thought we, we talked briefly about it, and I thought you liked it more than I did. No. I mean, I think we're about – I don't think it's a horrible movie. I think it's a pretty – like, it's a good movie. I don't know – listen, I'll say this right off the bat. I guess I'll just get started. You know, I'll start with the negative for me, which is a big thing. It just wasn't that funny. This is the guy that made Anchorman and Step Brothers. But yeah. more importantly, he made Vice, which I think is an incredible movie. I watch that all the time, and I think it's funny. Just because I didn't love it doesn't mean I don't get the movie because it seems like that's the way some people are saying, if you don't like this movie, you just don't get that it's about climate change and you're just exactly the people they're talking about. A big thing for me, this billionaire guy in this movie. Yeah. Completely missed. I don't know. I, I, I loved him. I thought that, I thought oh, that guy no was one. What the, I mean, yeah, it's it's oh. Elon Musk, dude. Did you ever see Elon Musk yeah, on Joe Reg Rogan? The, the guy looked. Uh, I no, no. I want that should have been Will. I wish he was still friends with Will Ferrell, because I think it could have been. Because the whole time I'm just like, this guy's disturbed. He was disturbing looking to me. It took me out of the movie. Oh really? See, I, Will Ferrell would have been. I I liked the fact that that guy wasn't really played for laughs. That he was creepy. It's definitely the most Adam McKay of the recent Adam McKay movies. So if like those, you didn't like the other two. Uh, that you just mentioned, you're going to hate uh, this movie, definitely. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was trying to be like a spiritual 
sequel or succession to Doctor Strangelove. Like I think that's the mo- that's the one movie this yeah. is really. Uh, uh, you know, it, it 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 clearly Adam McKay is a is a Doctor Strangelove fan, and it was going for that yeah. that type of vibe. The movie, and this is hard to do, it satirizes everything. You know, if you just yes. I, I I wrote down the things it takes shots at, and it's like, I mean, basically the movie it it, it criticizes society, which is like. That's everyone's not, guilty so i like that there wasn't like this is the left's version this is the right version like but it that's was, a lot to put they, in a movie i mean that's a that's yeah. a lot to stuff into a movie you're criticizing politics social media corporate media corporations in general celebrity culture big tech specifically with the whole uh elon yeah. musk type uh character there we would now retreat uh ceos of tech companies really like they're they're gods among us which is weird, but it makes a point about that. And then like within those massive general topics, it goes after like subsets, populism, you know, the whole Trump movement, it definitely uh, comments on uh, the outrage culture of the internet, you know, financial inequity, I think was thrown in there. Uh, Like I said, the framing of tech uh, company heads as, as gods, influence culture, you know, even movies to a certain extent. There's the scene where they have an they have the interview with the actor who's just thoroughly yeah. down the middle and deliberately down the middle because obviously they want to uh, and they sell tickets. The movie to get out in time to uh, before the uh, the big explosion. Yeah, 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 they want to. And the plot is is obviously like deceptively simple. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence are two astronomers who find out or determine or discover that a giant asteroid is heading towards planet earth and everything's going to be destroyed in six months. And then you fast forward to five months later and a chunk of the population doesn't believe that this is even going to happen. There's no danger. And despite the fact that they can literally look up and see the asteroid heading toward them in the sky, uh, you know, the incumbent president played by Meryl Streep ends up uh, adopting this tagline and, and chants or people chant it to her at rallies saying, don't look up, you know, don't it's very, up, yeah. it's a little on the nose, you know, and, and obviously we all know what that's commenting on. Some critics really bash the hell out of this movie. Like I haven't seen a movie that got all the reviews that I was coming across were negative. I mean, it had like a stank on it that I haven't seen yes. in like a decade. Going back to the days when there was a real press and there was a re- there were real entertainment journalists instead of just podcasters trying to get free shit. You know, Ishtar had that stank before it got released. Like it smelled like a dead corpse before it arrived. You know, Bonfire of the Vanities. I'm going back and yep. listening to this great podcast about the whole. I mean, The Devil's Candy was the book, and now it's a great podcast because the reporter held on to all oh, her really? oh yeah yeah oh, she held I on hear this oh yeah it's called I love, that, 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 I love that book yeah it's the book as a podcast uh i don't you just, if you just look, well later on later on yeah just search the devil's candy on itunes or wherever it's on it's on youtube too it's by turner classic right. movies of all things they have a really good like podcast division uh so anyway this had that and i was just expecting this to be like a uh what was that john Travol- battlefield earth i thought it was gonna be okay. that level of badness and preachy i heard okay so i followed this guy joe myers on facebook he was i live in connecticut and he worked for the the big one of the big state newspapers as a movie critic back when newspapers would employ uh you know film critics and he said that somebody compared it to he hated it he he said somebody 
reviewed it by saying it's like a two-hour version of uh, the Wonder Woman actress singing Give Peace a Chance or whatever whatever she did. What I don't remember what that was. What's the John Lennon one? Imagine. Hallelujah? Imagine. Oh, they, imagine. They, all, they all sang Imagine. And so I guess there's a lot of, like, it's just this star-studded vanity project. But I, I don't know. I didn't really... I didn't really get that. Uh, you know, I, Honestly, I don't think it's that bad. I just no. I wanted it to be funnier, man. That's there, all. I, I think I, this movie could have been almost like a per- because here's But I don't the think thing. he's trying to be that I don't think he's trying to be uh, funny. See, that's where I think he messed up then. That's my honest opinion. You d- he I put mean, a lot of humor into Vice and The Big Short, two movies that I actually really like. Yeah, and this is more this movie's more overstuffed in a weird way, and I know this doesn't make any sense, and I don't even know how I can defend it. But it reminded me of Anchorman too. <laughs> the okay. first, okay. the first Anchorman is this one of the funniest movies ever made. Took me by surprise. I went and saw it in the theater, thinking it was going to be a Will Ferrell stinker, and uh, you know, never laughed so hard uh, in my life. I guess that's what I. I and want then you watch Anchorman too, but this, yeah, but you can't compare. I mean, Anchorman two is sort of. It just stuffs, it throws every, there's no, nothing's edited. Everything is just thrown into Anchorman 2. And this has that feel to me. There's just too much going on. Okay, uh, and I, I think one of the that. things, I think that one of the things that I've been thinking about is why, why do some people just hate it so much? And I think, you know, it, it, one of the problems with the movie is that it's a movie about, like I said, 19 different things. There's 19 different agendas going on here. I didn't even mention climate change, obviously. You know, that's the whole, uh, the you know, yeah. the projection of science is a huge theme uh, in the movie. But it's, it's a movie about opinions on things that we all have massive opinions on. Another thing that makes people uncomfortable and makes some people really hate it, in my opinion, and again, this is just my opinion, I should say right off the bat, like, we think your taste stinks. If you're listening to this, I just want to say, I probably, if, I think your, your taste stinks. We, I think we're going to have a new, that, do that as our show bumper. Welcome to Insufferable Bastards, Your Taste Stinks. I'm just going to get that out there. But, I mean, what's happening in the last few weeks in the United States, right? We got the, the variant of the virus. Yeah, don't even get me started. We're hitting a new number high every day in terms of positivity. Right. This is something we've not experienced in our lifetimes. And I'm not even talking about the political division. The fact by the time this comes out, we will have passed the one year anniversary of an attempt to stop the legitimate transfer of power in this country. Uh, You know, it's all I just think this movie couldn't have come out at a worse time. Nobody wants to have that mirror held up to them right now. It was a chore for me to like, all right, I got to watch this movie. I know I have doubts about where we're going as a society and a country. And I'm sort of shocked and still, uh, you know, traumatized by what's happened over the last couple of years. And who knows where this country's going? You know, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a positive outlook at all. And this, this movie kind of just is about that for 90 minutes here. Let's, let's, let's wallow in, in that. And it's, it's tough. That, that, that perfectly sums it up because that's sort of where maybe I, if I watch this movie later on, I'll dig it more. Cause one of the scenes that bugged me and it's, you know, spoiler, it's not a spoiler, but there is a network moment with DiCaprio and he's yelling. And I just felt we've been yelling so long. So no one's listening. Any, I don't know. Like, so maybe it did hit too close to home. It so, is, and actually, I, I, I pulled saying. that. I, I pulled a, a, a two clips from also, that. I'm, can I just say this? Here's another negative thing. 
Leonardo DiCaprio did that same thing better in Once Upon a Time in America, uh, Hollywood, like in that same type of breakdown scene. I don't know. So it well, was I hard mean, that's, for me to. Oh, well, I mean, that's just hey. I thought he was great in this. Like now that's, I mean, he I was never great. a Leonardo DiCaprio fan, but I thought like the way at the beginning wow. of this, the beginning of this movie, he just wears his nerves on his sleeve and that, that I thought that speech and yeah, it's very network ish. But I mean, then again, it's like, we're all trained now. We're, we're, we're all our own printing press. Cause we're all on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It's almost like we, those type, I don't know if network came out today, everybody would be like, we just forget it and take yeah, a fart no, on it right. and go watch, right. you know, whatever Avengers part 19. Cause I can't get through an episode without wondering why grown men are so in to Marvel, to, to superheroes. It's like, anyway, here's a, here's a clip from a, from a Leo speech. To the right place because on this show we like to say things. Oh, would you please just stop being so fucking pleasant? I'm sorry, but not everything needs to sound so goddamn clever or charming or likable all the time. Sometimes we need to just be able to say things to one another. We need to hear things. Look, let's establish once again that there is a huge comet headed towards Earth. And the reason we know that there is a comet is because we saw it. We saw it with our own eyes using a telescope. I mean, for God's sakes, we took a fucking picture of it. What other proof do we need? And if we can't all agree at the bare minimum that a giant comet the size of Mount Everest hurling its way towards planet Earth is not a fucking good thing, then what the hell happened to us? Yeah, I mean that. That's pretty much uh, you could you can insert the movie. You yeah. can insert your your phrase of choice or your topic of choice, you know, into you can take out comment and, and put in whatever you want. And yeah, it is. You know, I think that I I do respect the fact that Adam McKay is out there trying this stuff. This movie may not work fully for anybody, but goddamn, I'm so happy that there's somebody out there trying. I agree this. with you on that. I one hundred. I think this guy is going to be someone to keep. Like I'm not. I mean, of course, he has a career and people, have, but I think he's going to make better and better projects as he goes along. To me, like that scene, that's that's him talking. Right. You know, that's essentially what that's his thoughts on the yeah. world. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, the guy thinks the world's going to end. <laughs> I mean, maybe not literally, but he does like, well, I, I, mean, I don't know. I guess I share I some of this. Uh, not And I, I you know, I, I don't know anything about climate change or global warming, but I do think like politically we're heading. We're it's it's disturbing oh, what's happening in our country and this whole this thing with COVID is, and till to this day there's still people every time you put something on Facebook somebody says something has to has to share something about uh, what they think uh, of COVID so it's it's definitely terrifying times and I think this movie it captures some of that. Listen, maybe it's also I didn't think Jonah Hill was at all funny in this. Oh my God, I have the I have the ex I I love Jonah Hill. <laughs> I thought Jonah Hill was. Oh wow, we are totally on opposite. Yeah, now look, I mean, well, I'm, look. If, can I, if I tell you, hey, your tastes suck, man. You're wrong. No, are you gonna like get angry at me? Tastes are better on. I know my opinion on this is completely right. Now Jonah Hill so, yes, is great. Come no, on, Jonah uh, Hill. I mean, Jonah Hill is basically playing one of the Trump sons. I mean, it's oh come on, he's sure. awesome. But it's he's done that character before, and like you know, his lines feel kind of improvised. But uh, well, no, like to supposedly his entire. They would just have days. I watched a lot of the making of uh -huh. or interviews with them, and they would say, like, they would just turn their camera on Jonah and say, all right, the next, you know, hour, you know, they 
the way, uh, what's her name, Jennifer Lawrence said it, says, oh, he would just have a whole day where they just do Jonas coverage and he would just shout out all his stuff. I thought he so was he's great. like coming up with that. Oh, the Molly's really kicking in. I just thought, I just thought like his character, I, I mean, to me, his character captured uh, what's been happening in, in, in politics for for the last 10 years. Like when you have a guy like, what's his name, Matt Getz or whoever that idiot congressman yeah. is. Uh, I, I mean, I, like my big negative with the movie, and I've alluded to it a couple of times, is just there's too much in it. There's also a scene where Ariana Grande ha- sings. And yeah. at that point, you're kind of like, I, and I felt like I could see everything in this movie happening in real life, which probably why it wasn't incredibly uh, compelling to me, because it's like, yeah, that, that would probably happen. But with that Ariana Grande scene deep into the movie, it just comes to a, a complete halt and Ariana Grande singing for what f- feels like five minutes. And I thought to myself, well, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're a parody of yourself at this point. Cause this movie felt as overstuffed as what they were trying to present. Cause it just so- sounded like, did you need that much? It's so, uh, that was just, and to me, it felt like a Marvel movie in a weird way. It felt like, my problem is throwing everything in there where it's just, just, yeah, it's two and a half hours. And this movie is quite done, but I mean, a Marvel movie is two and a half hours. Close to it. I think is, is it, two, is it that two long? Two hours and 18 minutes. And it's like the computer, you know, they, they have to spend, they have to, every dollar they spent on CGI and the battles and the laser yeah. beams. It's all in there. I don't, and I didn't, I didn't look at this, but like, okay. So, so what's her name? The, the newscasters, Kate Blanchett. Is Kate that who Blanchett. that is? All right, because I have a lot to say about this. I don't know. I I mean, I was little. I don't know why her character's in the movie to the extent it is. One hundred percent agree. I actually see one of the the one reason I don't. The one reason that this movie bothers me a little bit is the Leo character. You know, gets along very well with the Kate Blanchett character. They sleep. They have an affair. With that, I mean, I, I I didn't think that was needed in the movie. If anything, because again, this is supposed to be happening so quick. Also, like you know, I really liked his wife in this. You know, and she's I guess a really the, good character actress. Mc, I don't know. I McKay is pushing those buttons. He's pushing those yeah. buttons, but I yeah, I don't know why. It's bizarre because her character is just sort of a. She's very cartoonish, and you but get when she was flirting on the air. I thought that's genius. That is like totally, and I thought that right. was like enough to be a little. Then she becomes like they have an affair, and it's like it's like what? And again, yeah, it's like the world's ending. And this guy's gonna take time to do this. It just it was bizarre. So, and, and that's one of the and, and all Jennifer Lawrence's character. I don't know. The, she seems kind of tacked on during the whole movie. Like it seems to me, it's really it's it's Leonardo. The, the main character is Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's all it's yeah. a journey of his character. They could have just made him find every. I, you know, they, but like, did they? Did they just? Was that, that a been eliminated? What'd you say? Like characters could have been eliminated yeah. in this very easily, and I hate to say it, I feel like Jennifer Lawrence's character as a whole felt like that. It it felt like yeah. they took parts. Maybe there was an original script out there somewhere where it was that was all the male character, and they said, "All right, let's have this other person in there." Because what is she? And then you know she ends up at the last minute hooking up with the guy from Dune. I was kind of like, "What? That? What? Did that be the choice she made?" I, I just the skateboard dude. I kind of and what yeah. is she nineteen? I didn't get that either because I feel like Jennifer Lawrence at this. Oh yeah, you know, she's got to be. Isn't you know, she older? She's her PhD. Yeah. One thing, like yeah, this movie is getting uh, beat up a little for being a little too preachy, a little too dark. I think it could have been, but <laughs> also at the end, it, it t- you know it's it's hugely emotional there. Yeah. When you know, and and it's like it's the whole the whole movie is is Leo's arc. But uh, I just want to play this like one little clip without any spoilers. I hope. But here's Leo. 
kind of sums up the whole kind of theme of the movie. There, there, there's a, there's a, I mean, you know, it's not the end of the world yet. So I would argue that that last scene there, one of the last scenes where they're having dinner. Yeah. That's a message of hope, you know, for as, as, as screwed up as everything in is and how broken just don't think our institutions are. There is that little thing of it is, is we, we really, we really did have everything, didn't we? I just thought that was a good, uh, a good, powerful oh, line. Uh, I mean, I think people won't see that message because they're watching a Marvel movie, but that's just me. Um, It'll be interesting to see how this is viewed in like 10 years. I mean, let's see where the country goes. In, in, and I'm talking about in terms of our politics, yeah. you know, whether our civil war breaks out or we become sort of semi-fascist or whatever's going to happen or semi-authoritarian. Uh to see how like younger kids will look back. Cause it, it is a statement. And I don't, I know people hate when I say this, but like, it definitely is a statement on our times. This is a statement yes. on what's happening in the country over the last, whatever, 10 to 20 years. I'm choking cause I don't have any water with me, but uh, you know, that's really it. That's all I, Oh, wait, there's one other thing I got to play. I think we're all going to die. I mean, that's from the movie. That's where this movie goes. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. But uh, anything else? I, oh, I just want to say, it's, it's probably the best disaster movie ever made, if you think about it. And, I, and when I say disaster movies, my tops are, uh, and they're not, I mean, I, I tout, you know, Poseidon Adventure as a disaster movie and Towering Inferno as a disaster movie, even though, even though they're not end of the world. But this is a totally new take if you just look at, hey, this, oh, yeah. is, this mean, is a disaster movie. It's definitely the best ever made. Treasure to me. I love Judge oh, Dredd. Oh, I absolutely love Judge Dredd. At least we got a new drop out of it because I can play that clip all day yeah, long. Anytime. All right. So for uh, the Insufferable Bastards, my name is Carlos Danger, and that is Brian Spears. And we will see you next time. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go uh, copyright. <laughs> I think we're all gonna die!